Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. I mentioned this briefly a few days ago. The Atlantic, oh my gosh, the Atlantic has a piece in their new issue about uh, mental illness and the care that's available and the care that's not available and what used to be available and how it changed and what a freaking tragedy it is. And I'll tell you what my takeaway is, and I used to be a card-carrying member of the ACLU. Many years ago, I supported that organization because I'm such a free speech advocate, and I believe minority opinions, even those that seem loathsome, need to be protected. They, uh, The ACLU is clearly a force for evil in today's world. They are horrible they are defeating any compassionate effort to help profoundly mentally ill people it's sickening anyway that's a different topic another different topic for a different day but the atlantic uh i guess last month or whatever it was had a bit of a whimsical sounding article um about uh, does uh ice cream keep diabetes away is ice cream actually good for you and I thought, what the heck? Why don't I read this? <laughs> How much do you like ice cream? Some people are just crazy for ice cream. I like it, but it's never a... Uh... You know, in my like experience, ice cream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream. Michael, you're a big ice cream guy. Right? I am. Yeah, and yeah. I've known people like that. It's just like, oh, it is the thing. My son is kind of... One of my kids is like that. I like it so much, I can't have it in the house. Oh, really? Okay, so you're one of those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, love it. Just love it. I think it helps if you keep the lower non-fat around because it's not quite as good, so it doesn't make you... Because, like, if I have the real full boar Haagen-Dazs, it's pretty hard to resist that in the fridge. But the low-fat stuff is... It's pretty good. 
No. Well, I, you know, I have the self-control to understand how little self-control I have. So, so I if, you're, have if, you, if you were, uh, if you were going to die today, uh, mm-hmm. you could eat as much ice cream as you want. What, what brand or flavor would you go with? I'm not saying because you'd mock me. Why would I mock I don't, you about ice cream? I don't, I don't need your mockery. It's, it is, uh, Michael, it's a bit of an old man flavor. <laughs> Oh, but but okay. I've liked it since I was a child. As a child, you're I fell say, in love with what? You're going to say butter pecan, aren't you? Butter pecan. <laughs> I love it so much. So you would sit this afternoon bird watching eating butter pecan ice cream? Yes. Okay. Yes. There you go. Absolutely true. Uh, my second choice, if they were out of butter pecan, first of all, I would weep bitterly because it's my last day on earth and they were out of butter pecan ice cream. Um <laughs> I would go with the uh, one of the ultimate child flavors, which is Rocky Road. Oh, wow. With marshmallows and nuts, though. I like nuts and ice cream. Anyway. I think after uh, years of going different directions, I've come home to vanilla. Welcome back, Jack. Yeah. Yeah, vanilla is a delightful spice. What's the name of this article? How did Nutrition van- Science's Most Preposterous Result, it's called. Vanilla is a freaking flavor. How did it get tagged with... It's like nothing. Like, um, you know, um, uh, I'm trying to think of a better example than this, but people refer to vanilla sex, ordinary, bland. Vanilla's not ordinary and bland. It's a flavor. It's a really good flavor. Yeah, I think... He's kind of a vanilla candidate, they say. Kind yes, of vanilla, yeah. ordinary and bland. What? Yeah. I don't get that. I love vanilla yeah. ice cream. Good vanilla ice cream. You know what it is, Jack? You get a hot vanilla ice cream. That's a good ice cream. Exactly. For the longest time, corporate American factory Mm. vanilla ice cream was crappy. That's it. If you eat like an off brand, especially low fat vanilla, it's nothing. It's got like no flavor whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. You get like nice ground vanilla bean high end ice cream. Holy cow! It's proof God loves us and wants us to be happy. <laughs> Hanson says he <laughs> likes sorbet. No butter pecan. Hanson likes sorbet. what? Yeah, as we said, what is it? Sorbet. sorbet. Mm. You, you, and your raised pinky. You know what? <laughs> if we want your opinion, we'll beat it out of you. All right. Mint chocolate chip. If I have to pick a flavor. Yeah, now, me too. Now back to what you're going with here. That is definitely my family's favorite ice cream flavor, including my three beloved children. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so this Atlantic piece, it's uh, science's most inconvenient uh, result, I think they called it. Um, it goes into a I, study that I think was at Harvard. Yes? I hate this. And this sort of thing drives me crazy, but go on. Oh, okay. Um, what you're about to do, what you're about to tell us. I've hated this since I was a little kid, but go on. What? What do you, you know the answer already? Well, you've talked about it a couple of times. You've hinted. I guess so. Yeah. So this uh, this study came out with the fact that for reasons they couldn't quite nail down, uh, and they looked at the eating habits of lots and lots and lots of people who ended up getting diabetes or didn't get diabetes, and it turned out that people who ate a moderate amount of especially lower fat ice cream were protected from getting diabetes. Uh, compared to people who didn't in significant numbers. I mean, not like it eliminated by 80%, but it was a significant chunk of people. And the scientists thought, well, wow, that can't, I wonder. But they checked it, they rechecked the data, they normalized for you, they did the things statisticians do, and that result endured. Well, nutritionists didn't like that. So nobody talked about it. See, that's uh, ridiculous. 
If you're a scientist, you're a person of numbers, tell us what is. Don't worry about the, don't think, well, I better not tell them that this is actually good for them because then they'll, they'll eat too much ice. That's not your freaking job. Drives me nuts, that sort of attitude. It's like the how in Europe they say, no, pregnant women can have a glass of wine. In the United States, we say zero because you can't trust me. The sort of person that is not going to follow your advice isn't listening to you anyway. So tell us what is. It's the same thing they did through the whole pandemic. We better not tell them this or though that. No, tell us what's happening. Let us decide. So uh, for reasons of time, I'll make this part very short, but they they thought maybe it's a reverse causation. People who are on their way to, uh, let's see, uh, maybe some of the people in the study had developed health problems such as high blood pressure or elevated cholesterol and began avoiding ice cream on doctor's orders or their own, and that's what prevented them from getting diabetes. Hmm, It was reverse causation. That's an interesting idea. So they redid all their uh, calculations trying to incorporate that, and it reduced the effect a little bit, but it was still uh, statistically significant. They also found that yogurt had a similar effect, and that was when yogurt was so hot among nutritionists. So all of the press coverage Uh. and all of the other studies just said, does a yogurt a day keep diabetes away? That was the press release, all the press coverage, and they continued to pretend that the ice cream result didn't exist. But this group of other researchers thought, now, wait a minute, we've got to get to the bottom of this. And they looked at it every single way they possibly could, and they can't eliminate it. But still, nobody's willing to talk about it. It's like they figured out incest prevents heart disease. They just they can't even go there. Because ice cream is so obviously evil. Yeah, I, I just, I hate that sort of attitude. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. You know what's the best well, thing for your alcoholism? A tall boy every night before bed. <laughs> um, So it gets into... Um, let's see. Do, do how much time do we have? Maybe prevents heart disease. <laughs> now that's a controversial result. I might hold that one back. Problem with this line of thinking, Racy author, is what's, once you start contemplating all the ways that cultural biases can seep into the science, it doesn't stop at dairy-based desserts. If the ice cream effect can be set aside, how should we think about other signals produced by the same research tools? I don't know what I believe about yogurt. This scientist told me it's widely known that yogurt eaters on average are healthier, leaner, wealthier, better educated, more physically active, more likely to read labels, more likely to be female and less likely to smoke or drink or eat Big Macs than never yogurters. You can't confidently adjust away all that kind of stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that, I find that sort of stuff really interesting. And I, I find this interesting as well. In 2004, the English epidemiologist Michael Marmot wrote, quote, scientific findings do not fall on blank minds that get made up as a result. Science engages with busy minds that have strong views about how things are and ought to be. He was writing about how politicians deal with scientific evidence, always concluding that the latest data supported their existing views. But he acknowledges that science uh, scientists aren't so different. Many stories can be told about any given scientific inquiry, and choosing one is a messy, value-laden process. A scientist may worry about how their story fits with common sense and whether they have sufficient evidence to back it up. They may also worry that it poses a threat to public health or to their credibility. If there's a lesson to be drawn from the parable of the diet world's most inconvenient truth, it's that scientific knowledge is itself a packaged good. The data, whatever they show, are just ingredients. Right. Man, when you get to surveys and you start to get into all the other 
possible contributing factors with anything. Like the one we always use of, uh, I don't know if this is still true, but uh, it makes the point. Uh, smokers are twice as likely to get divorced. Well, obviously, there's nothing about a cigarette that causes a divorce. But with all the lifestyle things that might go into it, well, that's true of everything that you get into with health. Right. It's so hard to tease that out, as the author was saying. So I'm not cynical about science. I'm skeptical about science. Of course, I'm skeptical about everything. But came across this in the New York Post. Um, uh, a Florida State University professor, Eric Stewart, who resigned from his cushy taxpayer-funded job amid the allegations that he'd simply made up data for a study purporting to show racism against blacks and Latinos in criminal sentencing. He just made it up. Aside from the moral ugliness of his alleged crime, falsifying data solely to stoke up racial resentment, it's a complete betrayal of university's mission. But Stewart's far from the only offender here. Uh, This Mark Tessier-Levine, neuroscientist now serving as the president of ultra-elite Stanford, is being investigated for publishing papers with manipulated images in them. Four former Harvard cancer scientists had a paper in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences retracted for seeming data manipulation in February. Former Yale biologist Carlos Spurley was identified this month as a serial data faker by the Office of Research Integrity. That's a federal watchdog. Three top institutions, three major cases of professor, professorial scamming, all from just the first quarter of this year. And that's nothing to say of the so-called paper mills found in China, Iran, and elsewhere. Do you know about these? These are, quote, scuzzy commercial entities that generate papers based on shoddy, cooked, or outright fake data and shop them to reputable journals on behalf of the crooked authors in hopes of scoring a publication. Or the replication crisis, a beyond disturbing phenomenon across psychology, sociology, economics, and even medicine, in which the results reported in papers from august institutions can't be duplicated. Almost two-thirds of papers, the results can't be replicated. And that shocks me none. In economics, it's about 40%. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean all the unreplicated papers were fakes, but it doesn't say anything good about the data integrity. Right. I think especially in the social sciences, it says a lot about you want these results so bad, you go with the ones that confirm your priors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Plus, you know, publish or die is the... Uh, oh yeah, the credo among academics. You've got to publish papers, and you go to these uh, paper mills in foreign lands that crank out crap with faked up data. Nobody reads this stuff no. anyway. <laughs> no, they don't. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Britain's Equalities Minister which is a thing, apparently, is mulling a change to the law that would allow only women access to same-sex spaces and sporting arenas on the basis of so-called biological grounds. This uh, woman has been uh, told that defining someone's sex as biological could provide greater legal clarity on issues such as who accesses women-only hospital wards and who can participate in certain, certain sporting events. Um, blah, blah, blah. The, uh, under the Gender Recognition Act of 2004 in Britain, a person with a gender recognition certificate becomes the acquired gender for all purposes and recognized as their legal sex, broadly equivalent to the way sex recorded at birth is recognized in law for other people. But they're arguing that this results in some legal uncertainties under current laws 
Providers of women-only services such as hospital wards have to, quote, conduct a careful balancing exercise to justify excluding all trans women. A biological definition of sex would make it simpler to make a women's-only ward a space for biological women and in sports as well. So uh, I certainly hope that it continues on in that direction. This whole radical gender theory, there's no such thing as a man or a woman crowd, are crazy. They're nuts. And to whatever extent we can keep them from affecting laws and or, you know, enact reasonable, you know, regulations like this one is a good thing. So, so the UK oddly, does this. oddly enough, on a culture issue, Europe is going to lead us back to a more conservative place. Yeah, they already are in a lot of stuff. Like I was talking about earlier, they have said no experimental surgeries and hormone treatments for children. Not without long, careful psychological examinations. And even then, we ought to be very, very careful about it. Whereas the activists in the U.S., if you so much as say to a 13-year-old who swears that they need the hormones or surgery or whatever, if you so much as say, let's take a minute and talk about how you feel, your emotions, and let's see if we can really understand where that's coming from. Right there, I was guilty of misgendering them and being a transphobe Denying and squashing their rights. Right, exactly. I have denied, denied them gender-affirming health care merely by suggesting, hey, let's slow down and make sure this is the right thing. Now, I would ask you, reasonable human beings, whether you're, like, being told to sign a contract or agree to anything and you say i just want to take a minute to make sure i understand and somebody says no no we're not taking that minute you're a bad person what's happening there yeah good point you know i had somebody telling me a story with a situation like that just the other day and that is exactly right if somebody is pressuring you into something like that it is not a good deal you that is practically a rock bottom certainty that there's something terrible going on, something unethical, dishonest, or vicious. Anytime anybody says there's no time to think carefully about it, you are getting screwed. Likewise, these poor little kids. How did Europe end up to the left of us? So on this train stuff, on all the the shutdown stuff during COVID, they took off the masks and got the kids and kept the kids in school longer and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. It's interesting, is it? I remember, wasn't it Macron that made a comment about we're not going to let the American woke stuff slip into our French culture. I don't remember on what particular topic it was, but I think the fevered uh, tribalism of the Trump era had something to do with it. And since these uh, like radical theory people in the universities and teachers colleges, they were seen as anti-Trump. Many reasonable people on the left just thought, okay, I guess I'm with them and let it get way too far. The Armstrong and Getty show. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, this is the Armstrong and Getty Show. I got a quick question for you. What if you happen to miss part of the show of this unbelievable radio program? The answer is easy, friends. Just download our podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. It's the podcast version of the broadcast show, available anytime, any day, every single podcast platform known to man. Download it now, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Another show that apparently is popular. Uh, that I have not seen, is called Old Enough. You've actually seen this on Netflix, Michael? Yes, it's adorable. Is yeah, it? adorable is the way it's described. I'm glad you said that. Um, it's a show in Japan, and it's been a, a hit reality show in Japan for decades. Really? Yeah. We don't. I don't think we... Do we have any shows outside of, like, 60 Minutes that have been around for decades? The anyway, Simpsons. The show is called Old Enough. That's right, The Simpsons have. Um, the show is called Old Enough, and it's now on Netflix, and uh, Michael said he likes it, and I might check it out. It depicts Japanese little kids, some as young as two, taking their first solo journeys. The, um, the show's a, a, a title in Japan is translated as My First Errand. Hmm. It's sending your kids out on their first errand, as young as two. These tiny children are shown toddling by themselves to the grocery store or their grandmother's house to pick something up or to a local farm to yank an enormous cabbage out of the ground. Well, yanking an enormous <laughs> cabbage would be entertaining. Bunch of cabbage yankers. <laughs> Sometimes they get distracted from their appointed mission and start playing. Sometimes they interact with, uh, with uh, people on the street, and it's, well, like Michael said, adorable. But... Um, as uh, it was written in the New York Times over the weekend, talking about this show, you're probably uh, thinking this would not happen in the United States of America. And they talked to the author of Parenting Without Borders, Surprising Lessons Parents Around the World Can Teach Us, who'd lived in Japan and seen the way they treat kids in Japan, and also just traveling around and seeing other uh, kids in other countries. Though I knew American parents were more protective than some parents in other countries, I was surprised at the extent of the protectiveness. According to a 2012 analysis of a survey conducted by the CDC, the mean age at which American adults believe a child could be left at home alone was 13. Wow. Bathe alone was seven. 
Wow. You don't leave a kid alone in a bathtub until after seven? I understand. Wow. And uh, to bike alone was around 10 on average. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. You know, not to play the old man card, but I specifically remember biking to uh, baseball practice at, well, uh, earlier than that. And heck, biking all over the place when I was a. Man, we left the apartment complex, I'm, I'm remembering, when I was in second grade. And my friends and I biked all over the place. I remember wandering around by myself when I was, uh, I would have been when we lived there in first grade, kindergarten or first grade, so five or six. Um, and I don't think anybody thought, like, my parents were doing something insane. <laughs> no, not at all. It's not just a pain, just, um, it's not just Japan, it says in the New York Times. In much of the rest of the world, kids are allowed to do more solo at earlier ages than in the United States. Quote this guy who wrote a book about traveling the world with his 9 and 11-year-olds. He said, our experience in most of the places we lived in the course of a year traveling the world, children, especially middle-grade children, were given enormous amounts of freedom that were totally incomprehensible to the average American. In the Netherlands, for instance, they said their kids rode bikes to school by themselves at ages that would never happen in the United States. Uh, you said last hour you think this is a, a giant threat to our society. Why? Oh, I do believe so, absolutely, because we're raising a generation of people who are uh, who do not develop the the problem solving skills and the confidence to enter adulthood. No wonder the world is so scary and overwhelming, and there's so much anxiety and, and depression and that sort of thing. They haven't accumulated the just the resourcefulness and toughness that every single generation of humans has. They've been denied that. They, the, uh, I used this expression years and years ago, and probably will continue. We're creating a nation of veal calves out of an obsession with safety. Your kid is not old enough to be home in the house by themselves until they're 13 on average, according to Americans. Well, and are we talking about for a month or like for when I go out to the grocery store? I think that would mean for like when you go out to the grocery store. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's paranoid. Folks, we become paranoid as a people. Well, right. There's the there's the that end of it, and also the end of, and I, I've noticed this recently. So I've been working really hard to get more of this going. The um, giving them that level of responsibility and decision making is is just it's it's immediately evident to me. And then, of course, if you think about it for a second, it's pretty obvious. You know, there's decisions to be made. You leave your kid alone at whatever age you think it's appropriate. I was interested to find that in the, in the, in the uh, state of California, there is no age limit which is pretty surprising for a nanny state i have a guess that it's because of the number of immigrant families that wouldn't be able to afford the child care and so they don't want to have any laws on that that'd be my guess because california is way too much of a nanny state to leave it up to parents it's parents discretion whatever age you think it's appropriate for your kid to be alone you're allowed to leave them alone which is what i think it ought to be um because kids vary I uh, I have one kid that I would leave alone easily. I have one kid that no freaking way. Um, <laughs> just, you know, it's personalities. But um, 13 seems pretty old. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And, and the other thing that bothers me, I've talked about this many times, is 
all uh, everything kids do all day long is supervised. It's run by adults. They're given the rules. The rules are enforced by the adults, and they don't develop the. And it's if you've never witnessed it, well, I think we all have witnessed it. Kids who invent their own rules, invent how to enforce them, invent sanctions for them, work out disagreements or don't work out disagreements. They uh, they see the clashing of personalities. They figure out which personalities they'd like to work with and play with in the future. And and which they would not, and and the reasons behind that, the complexity and and just the 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 depth of the lessons kids learn through unstructured play is enormous, and and I don't even have the capacity to truly understand how enormous it is, and I'm telling you, it's enormous, and yet we're denying that to kids. In, in this the, the incredibly misplaced and unwise effort to give them some sort of idyllic childhood, always in organized activities in uniforms. It's just insane. It's abuse. Getting back to the article, and each one of these things is a fodder for a, a long discussion if we wanted to. They believe that it started in the United States in the 80s and 90s with the uh, a tremendous amount of attention child abductions got. And as horrible as each and every one of those are, they they always have been and continue to be very, very rare. But the amount of media coverage that they got exploded during the 80s and 90s because people clicked on it or watched the shows about it. They, they think that played a role. Poorly defined child neglect laws also play a role. Many parents have told me, the author of this story, that they want to give their kids more freedom but worry that if they let their nine-year-old go to the park alone, for example, they might wind up getting a call from a child from Child Protective Services, and then they link too many examples of ha- that having happened around America. That's the cultural aspect. Uh, I, I've, I've felt that before, that I'd be okay with them doing that, but none of the other parents are, and I want them to look at me like I'm a crazy person. So that's, that, that's the whole cultural aspect of it. Um, uh, others might argue that there's not much downside to being extra cautious, but research su- suggests something more complicated. Yeah, research and common sense to my mind. Uh, Journal of Family Psychology found that too much parental involvement leads to worse self-regulation among kindergartners. Jesus, as early as five. And the Atlantic, Derek Thompson argued that part of the reason American teenagers are so anxious is that their bubble-wrapped childhoods can leave them without a sense of competence. Yes, that's exactly, I got off my uh, train of thought earlier. You, you leave your kid alone and they all of a sudden, the second you close the door, they have to go into decision-making mode. There's mm-hmm. no getting around it. Boy, there's a whole bunch of things I could do. There's things I'd like to do. I probably better not do those. I'd like to, but here's what could happen if I decide to, you know, whatever it is. Um, eat a whole bag of candy or, you know, whatever it is I decide I want. You know, but you're going to have to make decisions from the second your parents close the door. And that is good for us. And it's been proven over and over again. Can I offer, uh, this is the sort of thing that if we really wanted to be manipulative, I would, I would say I'm going to give you Three words, so powerful as a parent. They are practically a magical incantation out of Harry Potter. I'll tell you what those are after this, except I'm not going to do that. I'm going to tell you what they are right now, because I like you, and you like me. (laughs) (laughs) And listen, there are ups and downs raising my kids. Um, There are ups and downs with their adulthood. I made mistakes. I'm not a perfect parent by any means, but I love them intensely, and I thought constantly about how to give them the best childhood, yielding the best adult. I read a tremendous amount about it. I'm a, I'm a layman. I'm not an expert, but I'm a real-world guy. So you give your kids freedom. 
you give them, whether it's a, an errand to the grocery store or leave them a, at home alone or as they're going out at teenagers, the three magic words are, as they go off, you say to them, make good decisions. Those words are have so much more weight than you might think just hearing them. That's not an admonition. Well, it is an admonition to make good decisions, obviously. It is a giant message that I think you are capable of making good decisions. I am empowering you to make your own decisions. By the way, I'm going to be around, and maybe you and I are going to discuss how good your decisions are, Mm. but they're your decisions. Pilot your own ship. Kids swell with pride, and they want desperately to make good decisions when you give them that freedom. It's not depending, obviously, uh, according to their capabilities as individuals. You've got to appraise that in a smart way. Sure. This isn't going to be true for my kids already, but I know people who I could easily see how their kids could get to teenagerdom or later before they ever make their first decision. Right. You could get to like 15 before you ever make your first decision. That's not good. Put them in a little cage like a veal calf. Well, no wonder you're anxious if you're 15 years old and you've never had to make a decision. No kidding. And and you're under the influence that it's just, it's beyond me. It's it's something I'm not capable of and very, very dangerous. We got this text. Age 13, Oregon has a law saying a child cannot be left alone until they're 13. I mentioned that in the state of California, it's parents' discretion. I was surprised. That they uh, aren't doing the nanny state there. My son is 12. I guarantee you he's okay to be left alone at home. And he was last year, and I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure he was when he was 10. I mean, that's crazy that I couldn't leave my current son alone in the middle of the day while I run an errand. I mean, that's just, that's nuts. That is absolutely shocking. So nannyish. Yikes. We got a couple of texts from people. We actually got quite a few texts, but um, saying this sort of thing. Yeah, it's the childhood abductions. That's one of the things they posited in the New York Times article that it was the 80s and 90s when child abductions were getting so much attention that caused some of this. My kids grew up in the 90s and 2000s, and I knew they should go and do stuff, but I struggled so much with my fear. What is real? Is it worth the risk? How can I live myself, etc.? Somebody pointed out the whole milk carton, have you seen me thing. While mm-hmm. that was probably a great way to try to find abducted kids, having a picture of a missing kid on every damned milk carton as if, as if it's as likely as not that you get abducted didn't do any of us any good from a anxiety standpoint. And I hear parents say all the time, you know, when this topic comes up, somebody always says, well, those are different times. You can't do that anymore. And I always want to jump in, but I don't. Well, statistically, it's not really any more dangerous now than it was when we were kids. It's just a fact, but I'm not going to argue with you all. And honestly, if you're talking about the 70s, it's significantly less dangerous. You know, one thing occurs to me. um, 
And it's the same, I'm sure psychologists have a term for this, maybe not. Uh, it, it It's related to a lot of COVID policy and our gripes about COVID policy at this point, that these government officials, having been granted these emergency powers, are loath to give them up because if they give them up and there's a bad result, they will be blamed for them. And I understand if your culture is in a certain place where never letting your 10-year-old go to the park alone is considered normal. But then it dawns on you that, well, wait a minute. No, the kid's more than capable. They've been doing that the entire history of mankind. That's a perfectly fine thing to do. You have made an affirmative move in the direction of less caution. And therefore, you fear being held responsible or you're culpable for if anything bad happens. If you just stick with the mainstream, you can't be accused of that. I think there's a parallel between the two things. Mm, Interesting. Interesting. We're making our kids nuts. I mean, you cannot argue that kids aren't more nuts than they used to be. I'm strong and catchy. That's not inspiring. It's not fair. It seems irresponsible. It's cold. You know, it's not a victory. It's a it's a surrender. It doesn't even, it's 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 so childish. It's so juvenile. Yeah. Upper yeah, end. This is great. Wee! This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. I'm thinking of doing a feature. Maybe I'll do it on Twitter or someplace called Did You Eat Worse Than Me Today? Wow. Yeah. Actually, my brother might be even better at that, to put up against that. Like, take at the end of the day, take a look at what he ate and see if anybody ate worse than that. But, like, yesterday, mm-hmm. here, here's what I ate yesterday. I had, uh, well, first, I had like through almost four hours of 
Zoom calls with various doctors and therapists after working and a variety of other things. So it's just constant running around, stressful, pain in the ass stuff. And that uh, is enough to make a person completely insane. <laughs> and, but anyway, so I just running from one thing to another thing to another thing and having to make major decisions, all sorts of stuff. But so I went through drive through, got four cheeseburgers at McDonald's. And then I went home and washed that down with some chocolate birthday cake. So that was like oh. the major portion of my eating yesterday. Wow. And uh, I just I, I thought, does anybody, especially my age, eating as poorly as me? And how has my body just not stopped? Just said, all right, if you don't care, we don't care. Drop dead. <laughs> you know, there's probably somebody out there that can best you. But, you know, I'm guessing they're like a 600-pound trucker or something like that. <sighs> I can't be. You know, I tell you what, I was thinking of you yesterday. I was fighting through one of those miserable situations where the tax guy says you've got to have this form. Oh. Had to do with a health savings account. Oh. Uh. And the benefits people at the one of the fabulous uh, and patriotic American corporations that we're associated <laughs> with. <laughs> Theoretically, they have this form. Theoretically. Sure. Right. But you got to get signed in. I sign in to accounts that have that same user ID every day, every day. But apparently for this sub-account, that user, that uh, password does not count. So it was a back and forth with benefits and HR with various uh, double authenticated sign-in codes and the rest of it. And it was my, my brilliant wife, myself, my iPhone, my iPad, and my MacBook, all involved in it all fronts. It's like a Mike Lyons is always talking about, how you have to have the infantry and air support and <laughs> artillery and tanks and logistics to, to, to win the war of getting this effing form. And I thought, there you are trying to deal with the fellas, and I salute you, uh, you scrambling parents everywhere. You it's know, not easy. You know, yeah, God dang it. It's like I mentioned the other day about trying to get my son on the hot lunch. He finally wants to eat the hot lunch, and it's a different website that uses a different login that has a different password. That is a, of no. course, it has a different login because <laughs> you can't have the Russians stealing the secrets of our fish net. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm surprised nobody's made the argument. Maybe I'll do this because maybe it would help that this has got to be a special. Especially tough on people with lesser education and lesser resources, people that don't have iPads and iPhones and college degrees and everything like that. How are they supposed to navigate this crap to take advantage of, you know, your various things that you can do in the modern world? You got to throw in people of color. If you don't, you're a fool. (laughs) Whatever it would take to try to streamline this stuff. Our native peoples have been shown to have 78% more trouble finding their yes. password yes. than white people. Throw yes. that in. Nobody will check it. Yes. Nobody checks any of this crap. I There's no data beyond it. I love that angle. I'm going to start yes. working that angle to see if I can get things fixed. Armstrong and Getty. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.